Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 93 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this week is Cootie Mack, and he is going to share a lot about the amazing Bardi. Uh, Also, listen to the end, and Cootie has a special offer available to all all the listeners of this podcast, if you're interested in some uh, human fitness and conditioning. Uh, Also, if you'd like to do myself a big favour, I'd like to ask, did someone tell you about this podcast? And if they did, keep the momentum going and tell someone else. And if someone didn't tell you about this podcast and you found it just on whatever platform you're listening on, Start some momentum and tell someone about it. Anyway, here is this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Akuti Mac. How are you today? I'm really great, man. It's just good to be here. Oh, absolutely. Pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you for taking the time out. And thanks for having me, Robert. This is, this is um, as we're talking about the relaxed dog, my dog just laid down the floor beside me. Yeah, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so whereabouts in the world are you? I'm in Washington, D.C., United States, um, nation's capital uh, on the East Coast and um, a long ways away from you. But you're, you're actually in one of my favorite places on the planet, like literally. If I have top three places, top three locations. You're in one of them. So um, in that regard, you know, when I hear you and I hear your accent, it just actually brings me joy. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so who are we going to talk about today? So his uh, his full name is Lombardi Jenkins Cootie, but so we call him Barty. And um, he's a French bulldog. He's uh, cream in color, cream in color so with some slight white highlights. He's, he's a handsome boy. He's got a really great face. I mean, you know, sometimes some dogs are, are so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for without being mean? <laughs> some dogs, like, their look is so unpretty that it makes them cute. <laughs> okay, yep. This guy's got a really handsome face. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. For, you know, he's like, for a bulldog even, it, it, you know, I, I would put his, his face up against a lot of other dogs. <laughs> Excellent. Um, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to before you and Barty met and talk to us about the, the hows and whys that that happened. So basically what happened was, um, you know, at the time I was married and, uh, and, <laughs> and my former wife, she says, uh, at some point she just kind of put her foot down and was like, okay. We're either going to do a, a kid or a dog. <laughs> now, you know, I'm not opposed to either, right? But at the time, I just was not thinking, you know, kid yet. So naturally, I was like, all right, you know, we'll do the dog. Now, the catch was, it, you know, we wanted to research the dog. We wanted the dog to be somebody, a dog that we could both get along with, both could handle, that would be good with our family whenever we started one and the whole nine. So that took some time. We did research. We were both into making pragmatic decisions mm-hmm. and we do all the research. I really wanted something akin. I was favorable to dogs. I like boxers. I like, I like, I like short coat, muscular build, you know, strong jawline, you know, boxers. The problem I had with boxers, and this is no slight to anyone who asked about, I still love boxers. The problem I had with boxers were that they are perpetual puppies, even into their adulthood. They still bound and jump around, and those and those things can get big sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have the patience and tolerance at, at 
that point and even in this point of my life for an animal that big to just be jumping up around on me or even uh, my guests. Uh, she, like a lot of, um, I don't even say like a lot of women, like, like some women, you know, thinking like um, Yorkie, you know, something little tiny, little teacup, you know, mm. <laughs> dogs you can you know, carry in your pocket, you know, or in your backpack with you and roll around in a stroller. And as we're doing the research, we kind of met in the middle on Frenchies. What I liked about Frenchies was their temperament was uh, one where, you know, they didn't bark unless there was an issue. Unless something's going on, they, they're just relatively silent dogs. Not non-communicative, they just don't do a whole bunch of yapping. And it's nothing worse to me personally than just that small dog that just won't stop barking for no reason at all. Or even a big dog. You know, I just, just, just that commotion is just, I, I've gotten to a point in life where I'm not about that. I will say this though, to rewind even further back. Um, when I was younger, I used to really like furry dogs. Mm-hmm. My favorite dog for a long time as a, as a young adult were, were, were chows. Mm, okay. I, I just thought they were unique looking, the black tongue, the lion's mane. I just thought that those dogs were just, you know, if I'm getting an animal, I want the animal to not just look like the species. I want the animal to look significant where every time you walk with that dog, somebody notices your dog. <laughs> no slight again to hounds and mutts and all that jazz. I'm just saying for me, if you see the kind of sneakers I wear, if you look at the kind of jewelry I wear, the car, anything that, that's an expression of me, has to have something that makes you take notice every single time. And I thought the chows were amazing. Chows are another dog that don't do a lot of barking. Now, I had an experience, it didn't really go super wrong, but I just, I, I, I was visiting my best friend one time while he was in college and um, I went to, uh, he wasn't home yet. So in, his, in the parking lot of his apartment, there was a child sitting there just nice and calm as a puppy, just sitting nice and nice and calm. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's like my favorite dog. And it was just sitting there quiet. And I didn't really have a lot of experience with dogs at the time. So I thought that, um, you know, a quiet dog meant a friendly dog. And so the dog was just sitting there, no barking, pretty still, saw me, didn't raise a fuss. So I was like, okay, cool. And I walked up to it. And when I got within striking distance, this thing roared, jumped at me, like, I mean, aggressively, and, but it was chained. But it leaped at me and the chain was the only thing that stopped it from just biting my entire face off. Oh, and I was just like, oh, my. and it scared the bejesus out of me. And I was just like, oh. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta rethink this whole child thing. Now, Again, if it was just going to be me, um, and I'm not about the criminalization of any breed, you know, but like the, one of the localities that I lived in for a long time, they had, for instance, outlawed pit bulls. Like it was literally illegal to have a pit bull. Yeah. And I had friends who would take their pit bull to the vet in that locality just to find out that, you know, someone called, you know, you know, someone called services on, on, on the dog, had the dog taken from the vet to the pound. And so I like the way pit bulls look, but you know, pits, you know, and I, and, but the thing about pits and chows from what I was, you know, researching was that if they bite you and they lock in on you, I mean, they're, they're locked in until you, until death, you know what I mean? And so that kind of tenacity has its place but not fast forward into, into my life now, not when I'm talking about my kid, you know? So I had every confidence that whatever animal I would have, I'd be able to control. But as, you know, the man in the house with, you know, <laughs> a kid, you know, spouse at the time, I did not want, I allow everybody to be who they are. So let me just say that. So if a dog acts like a dog, it's not the dog's fault. Absolutely. But if I know the dog can act like a dog, do I want the liability of man? You know, you know, every, every other day of this dog's life, they behave properly. But that one day, I don't know what set it off. It just went and mauled my kid or mauled my spouse. And I was just like, I didn't want that responsibility. So I said, I need a dog that if I'm not around could still be handled by, mm-hmm. you know, whoever was around, whether it's baby, toddler or spouse. And that said, my Frenchie's a big Frenchie. He's like about 32 pounds. Hmm. So he's a, you know, he's a, like even on the Frenchie spectrum, he's a yeah. big Frenchie, you know, not fat. He's, he's lean, like we talked about pre-show, <laughs> but 
He's a strong dog. I mean, I remember one time he went, we went walking and he dra- he, he went running after something and he just drugged me across some ice like 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 I was water skiing. <laughs> and I was like, my goodness. So he's a strong dog, but he's a manageable dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's strong willed like like most bully breeds, but he's obedient. And at the end of the day, he's a sweetheart. I think he thinks he's a human being. He loves people. He loves kids. And um, he was, oh, so I jump cut. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So so rewind, you know, former wife says, hey, um, we're having a kid or a dog. I do all the research. We we decide on a Frenchie. It came down to a Boston Terrier or a Frenchie. And I, I like the Frenchie better. Cause it was a bigger dog. I wanted the biggest dog I could get without getting a big dog, mm-hmm. you know? So the Frenchie's like a big dog in a little dog's body. Yeah, so good to see um, you strong, compromised. Dog, yeah. Muscular, yeah. you know, small waist, like its owner. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and basically I was like, okay, Frenchie, that's it. And so, and so as soon as we located the dog, which is a, which is a great story in and of itself, uh, the former wife asked this to the, to the, to the team. She goes, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so literally we got him the whole, and he's, he's, and he's literally nine months older than my child. Oh, so they've come up together like their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And um, the story of getting him was actually really cool. So if, if, if yes, you jump into that, absolutely. So basically what happens is, um, you know, and I don't know how it is down under, but like in the States, there's a lot of, um, what's the word I want to use? The politics of whether you're buying a dog from a breeder or buying it from uh, from a shelter or from a rescue. Mm-hmm. You don't buy from a rescue. Whether you're rescuing a dog or buying a dog, there's a lot of politics in that realm of people who do that. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of very staunch. Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta adopt. There's all these strays, blah 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 blah. And the problem that we ran into, so so ethically, it's like it, it was being painted as if ethically the thing to do is to adopt buying buying a dog from a breeder or a puppy mill is uh, is wrong. That's the way it was put. Now at this time, we've researched the breed that we want. So it's not like we just wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. We wanted a specific type of dog. And so we said, okay, cool. Let's do our due diligence and go to the shelters. And every shelter in the locality I was telling you about where pit bulls were illegal, the irony was 70 to 75, if not 80% of the dogs in every one of the shelters around us was a pit bull or pit bull breed. So I was like, even if I adopted this dog, now the dog's illegal. So I was, my hands were tied. I was like, I don't know what to do. But we did our due diligence and tried. Matter of fact, we even found like one or two dogs that we loved, but they were pits. Mm. So, so it was, and then even with that, I still was like, no matter how much I love this dog, I still was not, I was unsure about, you know, if I'm not around, you know, and my kid pokes them in the eye, will it, will it be a problem? You know? So, um, so all that said, we, so we started researching some more and then we, we, we lucked up online on this, organization that apparently adopts um, Boston Terriers and French Bulldogs. What this organization was doing, which is which is really interesting to me, when a puppy mill, there'd be these auctions for, for these dogs to breed. And a puppy mill, apparently, puppy mills would apparently go to this, this auction, you know, bid on, bid on a dog, then breed this dog out to make puppies that they would sell at their pet store. And when the dog was bred out and no longer useful, whatever happens to the dog happens to the dog. So what? So uh, what? This organization did was they go to the courthouse, outbid the the, um, the puppy mill, bring the puppy home, and then put the puppy up for adoption. They board the dog up until they could get it adopted. Yep. And so, as fate would have it. Uh, there were three French bulldogs and um, this, all from the same parents. And the, and the thing was, there'd be this, there was a slight imperfection. Like they literally were bred from show, from show dogs. So they had papers, lineage, the whole nine. Um, but like 
my Lombardi had like a, has a little white speck on his nose. So because of that, he was imperfect and couldn't be shown. So they were like, okay, well, he's got good genes. So, mm-hmm. you know, breed him out and you make, you know, some champion puppies. So we intercept him and we get him. But the problem was we were traveling. And so like traveling abroad, we were traveling to France, I think for my birthday. Yeah, I guess it was actually 10 years ago. Wow, 10 years ago. And so, um, and so, uh, they responded and I said, well, hey, we're not there. So if we, you know, can we, can you just hold him until we get back after we're traveling? He said, no, these dogs are in demand. Basically the way it would work is if they, you applied for the dog, if you got the dog, you just have to pay whatever the fee was that that was um, bartered in court. And then, and then an adoption fee because they would take care of the shots and all that early, early puppy stuff. And so they were like, no, we can't hold the dog for you. But fortunately, um, you know, my sister-in-law, she, cause this wasn't even in state. This was, um, they were in Oklahoma, which is in the Southwest, like, uh, you know, a few hours drive from Texas and we're in the Northeast. So we would have to fly to get the dog anyway. Um, but you know, our sister-in-law was amazing. She, she had a dog of her own, a terrier of her own that, um, that, uh, she loved. And so she wanted, she was so eager for us to become, you know, puppy parents as well. So she was like, Hey, I'll drive, I'll go get him and I'll keep him until you get back, you know? And so, and the, the beauty of it was, you know, French bulldogs are not cheap dogs, a purebred, a purebred Frenchie from any reputable, you know, breeder, yep. you're talking four or 5,000 quid. Right. And, um, and I, and, and so, but what we paid, we paid for sis's flight a rental car a hotel and a little bit of money for food paid his adoption fees and his medical fees. And it still didn't even come up to a third. So all in all, it was, Oh, and I forgot. And then um, my wife at the time, uh, you know, I paid for her to take a flight down, go get him and bring him back. All of that in all in didn't even cost a third to half of what we would have paid for him if we had just bought him from a breeder. So we lucked out tremendously. Yeah. So, and, and sort of kind of killed two birds with one stone. We could say that we adopted him. So all the purists and, you know, <laughs> that wanted to shame us couldn't do that. And on the other side, we got a purebred. Yeah, what you wanted. I always reach out to that. I always try to find that organization to just try to see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. And um, I, they're gone now. I can't find them anymore, which is unfortunate. Mm. So, but they were there at the right time for us. <laughs> and that's how we got him. That's, that's how we got our Lombard. Okay, so where did his name come from? Ah, that's a great question. <laughs> so, um, again, this is uh, with my former marriage. Uh, at when we were engaged, uh, she was a Green Bay Packers fan, uh, football, mm-hmm. uh, American football, and I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And it just so happened that our teams were playing each other in the Super Bowl. So we became a news story. It was like <laughs> newly engaged couple, you know, will, will their marriage survive you know, the big game type thing? Yeah. And, um, and so we were getting interviewed on air and you can see, and you can find it on YouTube actually. Um, and, um, and uh, we were getting interviewed on air and he made us put a wager on the, on the game. <laughs> so initially the wager was going to be the fandom of the, of our firstborn, like whoever won the game, would have to, you know, the, 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 our firstborn would have to be a fan of that team. I sort of bristled at that a little bit because <laughs> I'm just such a diehard Steelers fan. And so then, um, so then uh, somehow it, it boiled down to, okay, well, how about the first pet? The first pet will be named something related to, you know, respective team. That's probably so, probably better than your first child being named something like that. <laughs> right. Because it, it, it started like that. Like you would have named the first child. I was like, never, no. And then they were just like, okay, how about the child's allegiance? And I was like, ah. And then they're like, okay, how about the the, the pet? It was like, okay, cool, the dog. So the Steelers lost, unfortunately. Uh, the Packers won. And, um, and so my former wife wanted to named name the dog uh, uh, Lambo because Lambo Field is where the Green Bay Packers play. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a student. I just couldn't do it. It just, I was, I was such a sore loser. And so, so then we, we settled on Lombardi because Lombardi was the legendary coach of the, of the um, Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi. 
And he's a legendary football coach in general. He's such a legendary coach that the Super Bowl trophy is named after him. It's the Vince Lombardi trophy. Now, for me, it made me feel a little bit better because up until recently, the Steelers had more Lombardi trophies than any other team in, in the NFL, in NFL history. So naming him Lombardi was not nearly as painful to me because although it does have roots in the Green Bay Packers, there's an association that I can make with my Steelers that makes me not, you know, throw up in, inside my mouth every time I call his name. <laughs> and it fits him. It fits him. He, he's a Lombardi. He looks like a Lombardi. You know, he acts like a Lombardi. He's very much a Lombardi. Is this the most perfect name? Oh, nice. So <clears throat> can you remember the first couple of weeks of Barty coming into the, the household? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Barty, he's cute as a cute as a button. One thing I like about the French Bulldog breed as well is I've always liked puppies. Even when I wasn't a huge dog enthusiast, everybody likes a puppy. The thing is, puppies grow up to be dogs. <laughs> Eventually. You know, and again, this is no disrespect to any other breed, but something, you know, almost every puppy's, it's like, you know, it's like babies. Almost every, every baby is cute. Then at some point they grow into the faces that they're gonna be and they start to be as unattractive as me. You know, it's like you you have um you have a puppy. It's like a cute puppy, then it just becomes a dog. And like I said, I'm into unique looks. And one thing about the French Bulldog is that it kind of maintains its puppy look even through maturity, if you think about it. Something about its dimensions and the way, the size of its head, the size of its paws, it kind of keeps the, that puppy look. Like people are always stunned when I tell when I tell them that my dog is nine years old. Because he, you know, if he sees another dog, he gets all, you know, uptight and anxious, starts jumping around and he says, oh, he's got a lot of energy. How old is he? Nine. And you're just like, nine, <laughs> you know, you know, now I will say this, he's laying down like an old man underneath me right now. <laughs> but, but, um, but I, I, when he first came, he was just so cute. So cute. And I mean, um, potty training him took a lot longer than, uh, I thought it would. <laughs> he, he, he had a lot of accidents. I remember that, like that, that was getting on my nerves. Um, uh, one thing I remember, uh, like I said, he's nine months older than, my, my firstborn. And uh, I remember when my child was born, the first thing I did was I, they put a little bonnet on her in the hospital. Mm -hmm. and so I took that bonnet and I brought it home to him while, while, while they were all still in the hospital. And I, and I made him, I made him smell it. And he smelled it, smelled it. So this is as a puppy, made him smell it, smell it, smell it. You know, puppies chew on everything. I put, I put, and I put the bonnet on the floor and every time he went to pick it up with his mouth, I wouldn't let him. I'll just correct him, correct him, nice. correct him. I like it, yep. So he, would, he would touch it with his hands softly, no problem. He'd sniff it, no problem. He'd lick it, no problem. We went to try to put his teeth on it, nope. And you know the wildest part is, from the first day we brought my kid home, we had, you know, you had the baby room all set up and everything. From that first day, even, even right now, wherever my child was, he always would place himself between the entrance to that room and my child, even as a puppy, even as a young puppy, yep. he would just sit at attention at her door. He'd lay down across the doorway. Wherever there's an entrance to the room, wherever my kid is, he is always in between, has always been, has always been. If she has toys, she had a toy that looked just like his. <laughs> he wouldn't even touch hers, but he'd tear his to shreds. So... You know, that's a that's a level of conditioning and training. I feel like somebody told me to do that. I don't remember who, though. I'd love to give them credit. But I'm telling you, like, to this day, I mean, you know, and they get along. I mean, he gets in the bed with her like it's 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 no problem. You know, it's it's they're 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 literally like siblings, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And another thing I like about Frenchies, you know, I would like just kind of as a puppy, I would just kind of, this is, a, this is a tip to new owners. I would just kind of tug his ear every now and then. Frenchies don't have, um, they have a corkscrew tail. So they don't have a long waggy tail. So there's nothing to really kind of for a kid to kind of grab hold of accidentally. But I would just kind of grab his paws every now and then, squeeze his ears a little bit, you know, pinch him on his cheeks every now and then, just so he get used to yep, it, being manipulated like that. Because, you know, a kid doesn't know, and they'll just kind of just reach and grab sometimes and not know what mm -hmm. they're doing. And I mean, like I said, we, we you know, we've, we've existed without incident. Um, so. I know us. He so, does have a very strong dog, jaw though. He, he, he'll chew, he'll chew like bones to pieces. Like. <laughs> so do you um, like free roam in the house and do you have a, a yard or does he have a, like set, set places? 
Yeah, he has he has set places. Once once he could be counted on not to have an accident, mm-hmm. he, he he pretty much he can be wherever he wants to be. Um, now you know if 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 someone feels uncomfortable around dogs, we've got spaces that we have kind of blocked off for him. Um, he loves to spend time in my daughter's room, so you know he'll just retreat. Like he, he hopped off my lap as you saw a little while ago, and he just went straight to her room just to relax. His bed is in there, um, yeah. But yeah, he he was free roam. I'm trying to think. We did have a crate for him. So like if, if people were coming and um, maybe clean crew was coming to clean the home and we didn't want him in the way, we just lead him to his crate. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't like to go in there, but he'll go in there and he'll bide his time until he doesn't, you know, until he knows it's okay to come out. Um, but he's pretty good about just, you know, laying low. His temperament is very, is very low key. He'll have, a, he'll have bouts of, you know, energy, mm-hmm. but if you run him for about 10, 15 minutes or play with him for about 10, 15 minutes, He'll do everything he's got to do, and he'll just do do what he's doing right now. Just lay down and beg you to pet. <laughs> so you mentioned you uh, you sleep sometimes in your daughter's bed. Now, what about earlier on? Where did he sort of? Um, I tried hard not to get him in the habit of getting in the bed. You know, I just you know I definitely <laughs> didn't want him in in you know in my bed. I just didn't want that to be something because once you let, I had a cat uh, years ago. I had a cat years ago, and. I used to travel a lot because I was in the music business. So my cat just kind of got used to getting in my bed. And there was one time I was super tired and the cat was just laying dead center in the bed. And I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed. And I'm trying, I'm telling him, you know, get out the bed, get out the bed. And the cat just won't move. And I went to go move her and she just like hissed at me and like clawed at me. And I was just like, and number one, I slept on the floor that night. <laughs> and number two, I was like, that'll be the last time I get displaced by an animal ever again. So I just didn't even want, you know, what I realized is, you know, what they, what they're allowed to do is what they're going to do. And he's in the house in the apartment more than I am, but we give him very comfortable beds throughout the house, mm-hmm. you know? And so once you kind of know what he's into and what kind of textures he likes, I just set that up for him. So he's got, you know, when, when it's hot, he likes to lay on the hardwood floor, but you know, otherwise he likes to be on something soft. So I just make sure he had two of the most plush beds you can get and he lays on those and he's good. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> what's a, uh, a typical sort of like walk around the, the area for you guys? Walk. Um, he will, he's, I walk with him twice daily. Um, once in the morning, once in the evening, uh, before dinner, uh, he likes to do a lot of marking. Um, as I mentioned, you know, the French, the French bulldog breed is not one for stamina. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a workout guy and I was hoping, oh, I got this puppy. I can go running, you know, and put the dog will go running with me. And the first couple of times I took him out, we'd be, I'm trying to run like three miles. We do like 200 meters. You just lay on the side and <laughs> I'm telling you, even as a puppy, he was strong and I'd be trying to like, you know, pull him and he would just bear down and not move. And my neighbors used to laugh at me because I'd come back from what was supposed to be my run. I left with him on a leash and I came back with him in my arms, you know, and they were like, is he walking you or are you walking him? And so and so um, so he's not one for a bunch of like exercise. He will he, he will take a walk. He likes, to, you know, the scenery. He likes to sniff around and stuff. Um, he's really curious about everything in every sense. Um, um, it's in his older age, I say he's a little, I don't know if territorial is the word, but when he sees other male dogs, he gets kind of, you know, he wants to know what's going on and he gets a little chesty with them. Now I'll say this though, and I'm no expert, maybe you can tell me, I think it has something to do with the leash because Anytime we've left him at a kennel or, or he's been boarded, they love him. They can't wait for him to come back. And it's just like, oh, he was the best dog. And they let these dogs free run. Mm-hmm. So my gut tells me that if he can free run and not be an issue for, you know, a week, then me walking for 15 minutes, I, it's got to have something to do with the leash and, his, and him feeling restricted or cornered. I don't know. Yeah, quite quite possible. Uh, there's a a, a dozen different reasons it could be, you know, it's it's, it's his area, it's his, like his territory. I know it's way too many reasons to to sort of think, but um, if it's a concern, yeah, uh, maybe seek out someone that can give you some advice and maybe uh, try and get out of things like one by one. See if you can knock out what what the what it it is more likely to be. 
but it did also depends on on how you know, how much of a reaction he's giving you know yeah i mean the good news for me at least when i'm walking him i've got control over him so even if he gets super excited i can make him sit even if he does not want to mm-hmm. i've got good leash command of him so i control my dog it's just you know other people don't necessarily have that kind of control over no, that's true so you got um, like a like favorite areas around your place so in terms of favorite places that he would like to walk, he likes to just be out. Uh, it's it's funny. He, because he's a French, he, he doesn't do well in extreme weather. So if it's colder than uh, 30 degrees in the States or hotter than 85 degrees, he'll get out and do his, do his business, but he'll be like, okay, just turn around and come right back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if it's raining, you know, you know, he, he, you know, you got to force him to walk in the rain. He's very much a uh, a prima donna in that regard. He's, <laughs> he's not trying to be messy. But the wild part is, he likes snow, but he doesn't like cold. Okay, so yeah, no. on one hand, he's like he, he likes to frolic in it, but then he's like, "Get me out of here!" So <laughs> it's, it's funny to watch him in those situations. Mm. Where like again, we're walking in the rain. He just kind of like again does that thing. Where he just pulls on the leash, like Mm-mm, we're going back and back inside, <laughs> and so. For me, that fits my personality because, you know, it means that we don't have to belabor walks when when weather is inclement. So, again, I think he's the perfect match for for me and uh, and uh, and my lifestyle because, you know, I don't you know, I'm the same way. If, if I don't have to deal with extreme hot or extreme cold, I don't want to. So it, it, it works out for both of us. How's the guy in the deepest snow? Has, has he ever been in the snow? No, in the in the snow when it's a bit deeper. Oh yeah, um, that's the funny part. Like he'll he'll run in it for a second, but once he realized how cold he is, he's like, Mm-mm, "I'm out of here. He, I'm out." Of here. I, I, I took him out in some snow before, but in the same time, um, you know, he's an indoor dog, which is great. Um, he's great because our dog is never a problem when it comes to the neighbors. Uh, he's easy to maintain. Frenchies are very easy to maintain. I mean, you know, they're relatively clean animals. Um, they might shed, he might shed seasonally about three or four times a year. And you just got to kind of brush the heck out of him, you know, for a couple of days. But then after that, that's it. I mean, you don't, he's not the kind of dogs you got to wash all the time. You know, um, he's like I said, he stays pretty clean, you know, so, so he's, he's low maintenance. and, And I'm fortunate he's been healthy. He's been a very healthy dog too. Oh, good. I was just going to say, has there been any sort of like uh, vet visits that you've had to sort of like make in a hurry? Um, I'm trying to think. He apparently, I believe he might be mildly epileptic. Okay. So maybe about four times in the course of his entire nine years, you know, you'd be walking with him and then some, you'd have like this seizure. And I mean, it's scary when it happens because it's like, he just seems to palsy and he's foaming at the mouth and you, you, you don't have... And, and in real time, you're thinking, okay, did he just eat something or mm-hmm. like what just happened? And then, um, and then, you know, there's like this minute that feels like an hour yeah. where you're just panicking. Like, is this dog all right? And you're trying to, you know, you're begging him to be okay. And then when he snaps out of it, it's like, it, you just, it's like, it never happened. You just like, boom, gets a drink and just keeps him out of his business. And the first two or three times it happened, I, w- I want to say it happened twice with me and twice with my um, former wife. And in each situation, we were both alarmed, but we couldn't figure out what it was. Me being in fitness, I kind of just paid attention to the, the, the third time it happened on my watch. And I stopped and looked at it. And I was like, if I wasn't, like, I didn't know what was happening before, but I was like, you know, if I wasn't mistaken, this seems like he's having a seizure. And then when I kind of just related to the human condition, um, I was like, you know, uh, yeah, I think I brought it up, and when, and and when um, I researched it, I saw that it could. It was like one of those things that could happen, mm-hmm. and even the, the infrequency with which it happened made it something where we couldn't diagnose it with a vet because it was something that would just be recurring. Because they'd tell us to watch for stuff, and we'd be watching for like <laughs> two years, yeah. two years. Yep. It so again, hard. you forget all that. So, um, so I do think he's mildly epileptic in a way that might be breed specific in that kind of small percentile case. Okay. But, you know, any other way you could measure it, he's been healthy, healthy as a drum. He has allergies, but just, well, but so do I. <laughs> you know, so. And we're allergic to the same stuff. We're allergic to pollen. So the interesting thing is when I 
start to feel my allergies coming on. Mm-hmm. I know it's time to get him straight. And we've got a pharmaceutical regimen for that. So, you know, you take that out the mix, he's good. And he eats healthy. Like I told you, you know, his snacks are, you know, kale. And, you know, if I'm making a salad, that's what he pulls up to me, you know, yeah, cool. you know yep. he'll follow every instruction for some carrots. A <laughs> yeah. question I ask everyone is to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate. I'll remember. I can't believe my dog ate a whole bagel. I remember <laughs> my, my kid was young and had this bagel in her hand. It was just like, it was just holding it and just wasn't paying attention. And, you know, he's a Frenchie, so he's got a very small, small face, small jaw, you know, not a big snout. And he inhaled that thing. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, it was like he timed it. It was like he was looking and as soon as she wasn't looking, he just... <gasps> Like a vacuum, that the whole not even like he took a bite, he just took the whole thing boom, wow. <laughs> in his mouth. It was not coming back, and I was like, "Wow!" Now that said, um, he is he's, he's he's like I said, he's been good. Like you know, he had those dogs that chew your shoes and chew your furniture. He was never that. There was one time he chewed up like the end of an electrical cable on my uh, computer, but. You know, that's the only time I can think that he ever put his mouth on something that he was not supposed to. Now, he will eat anything if you put it in front of him. So he, he likes he, he like a shark. He will circle around, you know, my kid, you know, because kids are want to like kind of just drop food drop stuff, you know, yep. on accident. Um, you know, the same thing would apply, you know, when, you know, when I was still with my wife, you know, he knew to sickle around them at dinner time. He does he doesn't come around me at dinner time because I'm, I'm not he's not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about um favorite toys that he's had? Oh man, he he was good for um he was good for his chewing bone. Like, you know, just just like because he just like he like I said, for the fact that he does not chew on things he's not supposed to, he will chew the heck out of his bone. And so he would just chew all day long. Now, as he's getting older, I think he's starting to get to his teeth a little bit. And mm-hmm. so the doctor was like, you know, start, it might start damaging his teeth because he would chew incessantly. Um, so we've taken him off of that. But he does love a squeaky, stuffed animal. You know, if it's, a squeak, if it's got a little squeaky uh, trigger in it, yep. he'll take that thing. You can squeeze it and throw it. He'll run and fetch a couple of times. He'll just grab that thing and just, you know, tear it to shreds. So you do need a durable toy for this breed. <laughs> But those are probably his favorite toys, like like his stuffed animals and his bone. Mm-hmm. And uh, favorite games? Ah oh, man, he's not one for games really. What what is his favorite game? Um, he on command. Um, if you have if you have a spoonful of Greek yogurt or a or a or a baby carrot or some food, that's that and only then will he be absolutely obedient. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking like Johnny on the spot, sit, give me five handshake, lay down, roll over. Like you'll, you'll do all of that on commands. It's funny. You try to do it without it. And you think, Oh man, he's getting older. He's getting deaf. He must, he, he, he can't hear. <laughs> he pull out a carrot. He can hear you loud and clear. So he's definitely food. He's definitely food driven, food inspired, food motivated. Um, that, that's yeah, extra that, incentive. That's probably his, yeah, he, and he just likes to be pet, man. He, he's he's he'll he'll play with you a little bit. He he will chase you sometimes, but you know I think he's getting a little older. He just he just wants you to pet. Him. Like he shows up, he wants attention. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's got any sort of like a uh, peculiar habits? Peculiar habits. Um. Well, it's not peculiar to the breed, but it's still hilarious the way this guy snores like an uncle. <laughs> My goodness, he can snore like he can cut wood, man. <laughs> you know, it's not always, but when he's snoring sometimes, it's, it sounds like there's a grown 300-pound man somewhere nearby. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <clears throat> peculiar habits. Um, he likes to stick his butt in your face. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do that too. He'll just he'll just walk up to you, just turn around, and put his butt right in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a peculiar habit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one I'm just like, 
I mean, I get it, you know, I mean, and I understand, you know, I won't be body positive here. I mean, you know, I, you know, if I, you know, I, I fancy my physique as well. So maybe, you know, maybe he took some of that peacocking off of his, uh, his daddy or something. He just want to say, Hey, look, this, this is my best part. Check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what about traveling with him? Uh, so now he's too heavy to fly with, but up until he was about 20 or 22 pounds, he was, uh, he, he was a travel companion. I, I've flown with him a bunch of times. Southwest Airline, not to big up any particular airline, but Southwest has, is, has a really easy flying policy, you know, with pets, as long as you have them under control. And, and because of his size, I would put him in a, in, a, in a carrying bag. A lot of times you see people carry cats in these kind of bags. Mm-hmm. And then that bag would fit underneath the, the seat in front of me. And as long as he had some ice, he would just make it, you'd make that whole flight. And the thing was, I remember one time I was flying with my relatively, my daughter was young enough that she was still in a stroller and not walking. And he was a puppy. So I have a French bulldog and this gorgeous baby. And I'm flying solo with the two of them. And can I tell you, I was almost late for every flight and every connection, not because I was late, but because people would just be fawning over the two of them. Just like, oh, look at the baby. Oh, look at the dog. And I'm like, hey, I got to get through security. You know, like, like, let me through. And this, I'll help you. And oh, and oh, and everybody's petty. I mean, you know, there's nowhere I go with the two of them even now. There's nowhere I go with the two of them. I'll send you a picture of them to, of the both of them. There's nowhere I go with the two of them even now where they're not just showstoppers. Matter of fact, I, where I used to live, the neighborhood I used to live in, I saw one of my neighbors out somewhere. And I was like, hey, I stopped him like, hey, hey, John, you know, remember me? I'm your neighbor. And the guy was looking at me like he didn't know who I was. And then when I mentioned the dog and the, and the kid, he was like, oh, I know. Yeah. like if they, if they don't see the dog and the kid, they don't even know me. It's like everybody <laughs> always sees my yep. kid and sees my dog and, and rightfully so. They're both. <laughs> yep. Can relate to that. It's, a, it's funny. You're, you're outside, you're walking with your dog and we've had it with someone a car drives past and someone yells out the dog's name and it's like, I don't know, who are those people? They know you. <laughs> and the other thing that will happen is uh, people with dogs. Because you would think that, okay, you, of course you think your dog is a great looking dog because it's your dog. But people with dogs will stop and just fawn over Lombardi. And I'm just like, and then sometimes he is better looking than the dog, <laughs> but, 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 you know, but, but just being, you know, proprietary, I would think like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, cause then honestly, even when I've seen some really nice dogs, I've never been more effusive about someone else's dog than, than I've been over my own. And I'm telling you that happens all the time with him, oh, all the time with him. The only exception I'll say is maybe if the other person has a Frenchie as well. Mm-hmm. The other person has a Frenchie as well, but even his color, he's a, he's a fawn color. And I've seen his color since having him, but prior to having him, I had never seen a Frenchie in his color. I always imagined that our dog was going to be a dark haired dog. And he's, he's like this beautiful cream color. And so people see him and just are mesmerized. By you mentioned before, he said, wasn't that fond of the rain. So what about um, like maintenance, like bath time and stuff like that? Is it- Oh, we take him to the groomer. That's that's that we outsource that. That's, that's I'm not I'm not fighting with any. And then maybe that's PTSD for me having a cat. <laughs> having a cat and bathing a cat was like mm that, that was that was treacherous. Mm-hmm. Cats claw and scratch. So I'll just you know just. But again, because he's an inside dog, um, because he's a priss about rain. It's it's you know because he has short hair. Those three things kind of combine to make him very easy to maintain. Um, you know, he's not a smelly dog, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, 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 he, I'm, I'm spoiled. Like I, I, it'd be really tough for me to get a dog that ran around outside. I have to worry about fleas and ticks and all that jazz, you know, but I don't wash him at all. I mean, I could, if I had to, but you know, why ruin the economy? There's somebody who gets paid to do that. And I'm, 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 I'm so I support dog washers. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not going to take food out of their mouth. It's, it's you know, the, the pandemic has done enough. <laughs> if I had to put you on the spot and say right now, if you had to think of one of the most happiest times that the two of you have had together, what would that be? One of the happiest times. You know, there was a time where I was going through something really heavy. 
And I was really, really sad. And I was just laying there, I think on the couch or something. I was just laying there, just kind of just off to myself. And man, this dog just walked up to me, nuzzled his head on me, just kind of laid it there in a way. And, 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 and in our relationship, I'll say, even when you know my, my family was intact, I was definitely the alpha. So, so my former wife, the way they kind of physically interacted, if she sat down somewhere, he'd lay on her, you know, uh, with, um, with my kid, like even right now, they're always like wrapped up around each other. You know, they're, you know, they're on the floor together, they're hugging, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. With me, he didn't really seek that from me as much as you just, I'm at your foot. He would not be overly, like he's, he doesn't lick me to death the way he licks my, my kid to death. You know, he doesn't lie on top of me every chance he gets. He just kind of, he just stays, okay, you're the boss, I'm here. And that's what made that so interesting was that without me saying a word to him, he knew intuitively, man, daddy's not okay. And he just came and just physically put himself on me and then just licked me until, you know, as if he was trying to, you know, find an answer from me. He just licked me, licked me, licked me, licked me. He just would not stop. And I knew what he was telling me. And that, that really meant a lot to me. It, it made everything worth it. Um, it made everything worth it. It's just, it's, um, and I'll say this, anytime I'm petting him, he just kind of rolls over and puts his belly up. That's always cool too. That's just, that's, that's just knowing that he trusts me like that. Oh, that's, that's, a, that, that's always a really special moment. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, when you've gone traveling with him, do you think he's had any sort of like a favorite spot to, to or destination to go to? You know, the thing about him, he's just good everywhere because the thing about him is because he is, and I, I feel like I'm, I mean, this is, this is an interview about my dogs, I guess, but you know, me being this effusive of him is apropos, but He's a looker, man. And so wherever he goes, he gets attention. And I think he sort of expects it. So he, there's not a room, there's not a room he walks into where there's people that he's just not like, oh, you will come to me. You will pet me. I'm here for all of that. So I think that any room he walks into is his favorite room. Mm-hmm. Can you recall that you've ever had to make a decision that he has influenced you? Oh, wow. Um, where he is influenced. I mean, travel always is a consideration. Um, you know, how long can we be gone? How long, you know, can we put, because, you know, every now and then we find great boarding places, but then sometimes they'd be booked. Mm-hmm. And if they were booked, we didn't want to just put them anywhere because we have had one or two not so great experiences. And so it's like, okay, well, if he's going to, if that's the case, or even just me just being out socially, I'm out and it's like, oh man, I haven't been home and like, you know, it's, it's midnight and, you know, dogs got to go to, I got to let the dog out. So I feel like there, there aren't too many daily decisions where I don't consider him, mm-hmm. uh, consider him or his well being. Um, uh, yeah, he's always a consideration. He's always, always a consideration. And, and that's, a, that's an interesting thing. You, you just get like, for instance, if it were up to me and it's a super cold day and it's sleeting outside, I'm staying inside, <laughs> but he's got to walk. Yeah. So now weather, incl- inclement weather, whether it's extreme rain, extreme heat, extreme cold, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's like, he's got to go. So like I said, thankfully he's not into inclement weather, like extreme weather himself, but he still has to go. So that's something that's an adjustment in my life that I, uh, before having him, you know, if it's raining outside, I'd be like, man, it's raining outside. Stinks to be out there. Whereas I know if it's raining outside, I got to go out in that thing two times today, <laughs> you know, and it's not even an option, you know, it's not even an option. So in those regards, yes. And I think that um, a lot of the reason why we haven't had to make a whole bunch of considerations about him uh, since having him is because of the research that we did prior to getting it. Yep. All pays off. So, you know, all that research we did really made sure that, okay, from a lifestyle perspective, this dog really fits our lifestyle, you know? So because he fits our lifestyle, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, he, he fits into the family pretty well. 
Has he got any close doggy friends or other species? Um, my daughter's nodding yes. Who's his doggy friend? Oh, okay. So there's there's a female dog in Crofton that, you know, as chesty as he was with all those other dogs, he had a soft spot for this one in particular. I can't remember her name, but uh, but it was a female dog and he seemed to take a little shining to her. Um, when he was younger, uh, my cousin had a dog and um, uh, Kirby. And Kirby was like his big, Kirby was a, a lab a lab pit mix. So he's big as a lab, but it was a but like pit built like a pit. Okay, yep, solid. And oh man, Kirby and Kirby was an old head. He Kirby's since passed on, but Kirby and he used to used to um hang out a lot when he was younger. So yeah, that, that was Kirby was his guy. Yeah. He mentioned earlier <clears throat> a few healthy treats. What would you say is his favorite food? Anything that starts with F has OO in the middle and D at the end. But as far as healthy, but I'll tell you this one healthy tip that somebody gave me that is absolutely true and works wonders. You know, a lot of times when you see uh, lighter fur dogs, right? White dogs, cream dogs, you'll see these kind of tear stains, these dark tear stains. Yep. Most dogs will see that. And I just thought that was inherent that, that, that your dog just has to have them. That it's actually a bacterial thing. So it, it comes from their tears and whatnot. If you feed your dog just a little bit of plain 2% Greek yogurt, just like a, a tablespoon of it every now and again, not only is it good for their gut, but it's also because it has probiotics and it has a lot of protein, but it also has something about the, the bacteria in the, in, the, in the Greek yogurt. It counters that stain. Wow. Okay. So he's never had those stains. He's never had those stains. And every time I've told somebody about it, and they started feeding it to their dog, it actually works. You don't have to put a whole bunch in, maybe a tablespoon in their food. I say use it as a treat though. Just use it as a treat to, to train your dog. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and like I said, he's very food driven. So using it as a treat is perfect. So like if I'm making myself some yogurt, he thinks it's, he thinks it's his time. He pulls up and he's doing all his tricks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, nah, this is mine, man. But when I'm done or if, or if there's a little bit left in the bowl, I'll let him have it. He goes to town, but it keeps those. So if you have a dog that's white or very fair in, in, um, in coloration, you know, you want to, on, on his face, you want to um, definitely give it a little bit of um, 2% plain Greek yogurt. Yeah, that's, I haven't heard cheap, before. Pack and it's good. And I'll say this, um, baby carrots are also good because they give that dog that crunching vibe that the dogs tend to like. And they're also natural breath fresheners. So a lot of times you can buy all these fancy, you know, gizmos and treats, man. You just get a bag of baby carrots or just a bag of carrots and chop them up. And, and they chew it, it's good, it's, it's a healthy snack, it's digestible for them, it's good for their teeth, and it's good for their breath. Uh -huh. Excellent. Oh, thanks for those tips. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> so, Zeb, what's uh, planned later on in the day for you and Barty? Anything special? Um, man, we're walk we just walk. Um, my daughter keeps him busy. You know, my, 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 you know, they're playing, they're playing with this toy right now. Like, so she, she keeps him busy. Like I said, he's very low key. Like he, he, he moves enough to get that activity out of his system. And once he does that, he just kind of chills out. He sits or lays down or begs you to pet him. He's very low maintenance. You know, he doesn't make a bunch of noise, sits around looking good and, um, you know, making our lives better. And, and, you know, it's funny, we can take our pets for granted sometimes. You know, I, I remember there was a phase maybe a year or two ago, I'd be like, what does this dog want? He's just running up on me, whining and, and whimpering. And then I realized, oh, he just wants me to pet him. <laughs> and, and we forget sometimes that we bought these dogs, that we brought these dogs into our home. You know, that we elected to have these, these um, beautiful creatures in our midst. So, you know, give them all the, all the time and chance they can get because they're not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, is it, Bins and Todds, I know you said earlier on about uh, his sort of lack of running with you and doing what you do now professionally. Is there much that he helps you out with at all now? Um, I will say this. 
because he's 32 pounds, picking him up and putting him around, like he's a little bolder. So, you know, you get your exercise, just picking that guy up sometimes, you know? Um, but you know, what I will say he does from a business perspective, uh, he's a good stress reliever, man. Like, you know, when he's just sitting around, you just look at him, just, he's just calm and cool. When he comes over to you and you pet him, it's just, it's, it's something just kind of lets you know that, you know, everything's all right. It, 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 it reconnects you to the simple things. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, he loves to be just petted and coddled. So when you're doing that and he's, and you see him really getting into it, you're rubbing him, rubbing him in his spot and his leg starts going. It's just kind of like, it's really cool to just be able to have that brief escapism at your, at your disposal, just, you know, because of his temperament and his personality. Ah. He's a funny dog too. He'll just lay and he's, 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 he's a little bit of a mini comedian. He just lays in weird positions sometimes. Like I say, he'll throw his butt in your face for no reason. You know, it's just like, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a clown. <laughs> oh, they do so, so much for us. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Um, do you want to give the listeners some uh, links to what you do and have a, a quick sales oh, spiel for yourself? Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, so so like I said, you know, I worked in music business and then I have a fitness business as well. Um, the easiest way to find me, one-stop shopping, would probably be going to Instagram. You go to Instagram and go to at Cootie Mac. That's K-U-T as in Tom, I-M as in Mary, A-C-K. K-U-T-I-M-A-C-K. Go to, follow, find me there, follow me on Instagram. And then if you do click the link in my bio, there's a bunch of other links where you can just get more information about me, my products and services. I have a really great 90 day program that helps fitness become a lifestyle for people who are successful at everything except for making fitness a lifestyle. So if you're busy, if you're, you know, a business person, if you're, if you're, if you've got a family, whatever it is that you're good at, but you just can't seem to, if you used to be fit and you just have trouble getting back to who you used to be, this program is exactly precisely for you. It's called the six week super you. You can go to six or you can just go to, like I said, Instagram. And, um, and matter of fact, if you heard me here, I'll do this for you just because, man, Rob's such a cool guy. Uh, uh, find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, at Facebook, go to BYBD Fitness. So BYBD, that's for Be Your Best Daily. That's my brand. BYBD Fitness on Facebook, at Cootie Mac on Instagram, and just direct message me. Just friend me, follow me, direct message me there, and um, and tell me that tell me that you that you heard me talk about Lombardi and all my escapades with my puppy. And if you're interested in just just getting one tip that'll help you infinitely be better and healthier, free of charge, no 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 strings, no whatever. Hit me there. I will gladly do that. Just because Rob is so cool. Oh wow! Well, thank you very much for making that offer to people that are listening. Oh, no Could problem, he, man. Thank you for having me here. It's just it was cool to just talk about the dog for a while, man. So, <laughs> like I said, it was weird for me because I haven't talked about him this much. Because again, I feel like I could talk about him forever, but I want to be that guy. But this is a free space to be able to do it. So this is amazing. <laughs> no, is there anything else that's sort of just come to mind that you'd like to share? Man, it's 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 an amazing it's amazing being a, a dog owner. It's it's um it's I think we talked about this off air you take them for granted. So like they're gone, you know, let's say you got them boarded up or like, in, or let's say, you know, you know, my ex has him and I'm just sitting in the house. I'm like, man, it's just quiet in here. And you realize that you miss even just the presence, even if you're not interacting, you miss the presence. Um, uh, pets are amazing. You know, you, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that I didn't grow up with a pet in my house. So it was all kind of stuff I in, in, indulged in as an adult, but I can't, I can't imagine like, you know, sometimes, like I said, sadly, there'll be a time where he's not here anymore, but I'm pretty confident I'll probably get another one. But the thing is, he's so peculiar that I don't know. He's a tough act to follow, man. Yeah, He's a tough act to follow, but I really love my dog, man. He's, he's great. Um, I love the joy that he brings my daughter. You know, I love the consistency that, you know, he brings to her life, you know, and, and through all the stuff with this pandemic or whatever the case may be, family situation changing, you know, they, 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 like I said, right now, they're playing each other right now. And that's, that's just the way they've been since, since she, she arrived, you know? So um, I, I love their relationship. I love, I love Frenchies, especially I'm, I'm sport. I don't think I can do another breed. I think I'm, it's, I'm, I'm French Bulldogs from here on out. Cody, it has been an absolute pleasure 
hearing you talk about uh, Barty. Likewise, likewise. Um, if, if we can do this again, if something else comes up, let me know. I'm, I'd love to do this again. Your show is amazing. Your platform is amazing. I'm, I'm humbled to be a part of, of this uh, of this uh, this broadcast today. Oh, no, I'm the one that's grateful for you taking the time out. Thank you so much. No worries. And I'll send you some pictures so you can see, see the guy I'm bragging about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, you have a good one, brother. You too. Take care. All right, see cheers. Ya. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to our new listeners in El Rubio in Spain and in Shell Harbour in Australia. Thank you again. Uh, If you'd want to leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on, it would be appreciated. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button especially as the uh, last few episodes have been a little bit of a random schedule. So apologies for that. Also, if you want to check out the Facebook group, feel free to do so. Until next time, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. Family.